0: (sighs) Oh, hand me me the bongo
1: (laughs) Sounds more uh, Indian What the fuck? Oh my god
0: I broke my fucking bongo The hell? That's not okay
1: There's not even anything near it
0: Now I gotta get, like, reskinned or something. They can do that, right? They can fix this. Yeah. This is straight from Jamaica, man.
1: Mm. Mon.
0: Jamaica. Or the Bahamas, I guess. My mom got it for me when she went on a cruise. Mm. I was trying to simulate the, uh... I know what you were trying to do. (laughs) The, like, the the 60s Uh spy-ness... Little bongos. Of the, uh...
1: Of the... the... (laughs) Yeah, well... It didn't work. That's all right. So, <sighs> do it one more time. Do it one more time. I, I can't, It's it's not. I can't really get the. What would what,
0: you say? That sounds more Indian. Yeah. How does that sound, Indian? Uh,
1: your your fingers just making it Indian. I don't know. It's just I, I can't. You can't help, help it. it. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. I don't know how
0: they. Maybe it's not even bongos. Maybe it's congas. Probably bigger ones, and they're like <laughs> slapping away at them. <laughs>
1: Anyway, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Mission Impossible Brew. Mm. Back at you again for a third installment, because there are now six movies in this franchise. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, uh, maybe go back and listen to episode one and two, in which we are on the series, this mission, if you will, mm-hmm. to watch and review every one of the Mission Impossible movies preceding episode six, which... We'll get to eventually (laughs) when we go to the actual movie theater and watch Mission Impossible Fallout, which I want to say has an incredible ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh boy, that's amazing! It's crazy. That's that's amazing that it's uh, a Hollywood blockbuster with a ninety-seven percent. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Actually, yeah, I am. I am excited. I am very excited. Um, something I wanted to mention that just as, I guess, youngsters, sort of, um, we missed in the first episode of Mission Impossible. Okay. Which is a major plot point um, in which the sort of uh, fatherly figure in Jim Phelps... um, John Voight. John Voight, who ends up doing a double cross, Uh is actually... The same character as the original hero in oh, the tv yes. show that's of right. mission impossible that's right so fun fact yeah for an entire uh, generation of people who grew up watching the tv show that had to be such a like a huge like fuck you yeah i mean unless you liked it in which is like holy crap i didn't see that coming yeah but you know if you, if you enjoy yeah. a tv show that much and the hero suddenly in this movie versions the asshole it's kind of like whoa
0: I don't know. I guess it it, it really does depend on uh, uh, how they execute it. I mean, if like in the first one, I mean, him him turning was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, I don't think you need the show to have the feelings of oh, I like this guy, mm-hmm. and then he double
1: and you, are like oh fuck that guy, right, right. But I mean, it's extra, it's, it's just underlined yeah, it's if extra, you actually knew the you. the show, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so. I mean, any anybody who is our age watching Mission Impossible, I mean, I highly doubt. That the vast majority of them know about the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, we're on to
1: Mission Impossible 3. Uh, 3. The last one before they started having names after them. <laughs> right, yeah. Because it's Ghost Protocol, and then uh, Rogue, Rogue Nation, League. and, now, and Fallout. now Fallout. Yeah. So, Mission Impossible 3. Uh, J.J. Uh, Abrams joint.
0: Yeah. Came Probably, out. I mean... That's J.J. Abrams' movie.
1: Whoa! Ho, ho. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm trying to think of like his other films, uh, and they're all
1: like, I love J.J. Abrams as a as a, a creator, but I don't know, man. I like the first Star Trek a little more than th- than this, the Mission Impossible three. I lied. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because I know a lot of people know him more from. Star Trek, yeah. or... Uh, Star Wars, Star, yeah. The little little ditty called Star Wars. Yeah, that little. That um, little the that. um, The Force Awakens. Um, little film that could. Yeah. Uh, and I I really like Super Eight. Super Eight's great. Cloverfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's made his mark for sure. Yeah, he's definitely prolific. Um, but this film. Oh man,
0: so good. It's it's, it's, oh god, it's wonderful. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even. I, I just, let's try just... to
1: make more words for this right let's <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah i mean let's just quickly run through the synopsis um after the silliness of part two yeah we're cut immediately to uh, an intro that sticks to your ribs oh man holy
0: crap one of the best opening scenes of an action film ever
1: the the tenseness yeah wow yeah, you got Philip Seymour Hoffman doing his damn just thing, just acting all over the place. Um, it's a, it's a I, I wouldn't really call it a standoff. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman has we're assuming the wife of uh Tom Cruise or love interest of mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, just Tom Cruise, not not even Ethan of Tom Cruise of Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, Tom Cruise's love interest, Katie Holmes at the time, yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> kind
0: of strapped, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah, um. No, it's just,
0: it's full of intensity. She's got, he's got her at gunpoint. Literal gun to the head. They're all, t- everyone's tied Screaming up. at each other. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Gunshot, cut to credits, and you're like, whoa, we're in for a wild ride. Right. And then, you know, you just get into a, you just, you just get into it, you know. Tom mm-hmm. Cr- uh, uh, uh Ethan Hunt is now mild-mannered Ethan, working at like a uh, transportation agency. Or so you think. Right. Right. And then we realize, obviously, that it's a cover, and uh, he's still kind of in the biz. He wants out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, you know, they're they're exploring things now in these films. Like, mm-hmm. the first two, you know, they're just big, dumb action. Well, the second one's a big, dumb action yeah. movie. The first one's a great thriller. Anyway, mm-hmm. thematically, they don't really, they're not, you know, they're not deep-dive explorations into no. anything. Uh, but this one it is there's there's a lot of like uh moral choices there's mm-hmm. a lot of um uh you know they're they're uh they're explore- exploring like uh priorities like what's what's more important mm-hmm. you know like what's life outside of this crazy spy life right can he uh have a relationship is it you know it's it's sort of the the same um like superhero dichotomy of you know i, I have this higher calling mm-hmm. but um is it more important like what's more important like my duty to my country and to uh my responsibility as a as a person who has these kind of powers and whatnot or um like a normal life do i deserve a
1: normal life after everything i've done Mm -hmm. you know uh, can i have a normal life do you deserve a normal life right is that something that is in the books for somebody that's part of imf right because they have that entire conversation with the team, and it's like, everybody's mm-hmm. saying, no, you yeah. can't. <clears throat> you can't do it. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Yeah. I think... I mean, honestly, this is one of, like, J.J. Abrams' smartest movies, for sure. Yep. Like, it's... And we're talking about a movie with a drone strike in it. Yes. And blowing up cars and uh-huh. stuff. And we still have the just absolutely
0: ridiculous mask technology <laughs> that I just... I'm. Wa- we're watching
1: all of these films, and each time it shows up, I'm just like, I can't get over it. It's. All, I don't like it. <laughs> well, at least in this one, like we discussed, they tried to at least explain it. Yes, they in an explanation as to how uh, they do the face. The in mass the field technology. in particular,
0: and it only highlights how ridiculous it actually right. is.
1: Specifically in the second. Yes, because
0: I mean, we we talked a bunch about. The, the scene where he, you know, the, the, the climactic end sequence, not end, t- close to the end sequence, where um, the bad guy shoots his henchman because he thinks, um, or I'm sorry, he shoots t- uh, Ethan Hunt mm-hmm. thinking that it's Ethan Hunt, but it's actually his henchman. Right. Ethan Hunt has made a mask of himself and the henchman. Right. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So then in this one, they try to
1: explain it. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't work. No, but I appreciate the effort. You know, right? <clears throat> I, I appreciate that JJ was like, "We gotta do something." Yeah, we gotta, we gotta make sense of this for people. And for how much this movie had to prove, I think it it succeeds in the biggest way in the fact that it isn't a slave to trying to make things better. It just focuses on its own thing. Yeah, it takes it takes these characters and this um, overall war, like. Not even world, but genre, and does it's it takes the ball and runs with it in its own way. Yeah, it's it's not an action movie. <laughs> it's not apologizing for that necessarily, and it acknowledges that that exists. And there are even callbacks to the older movies, but at the same time, it's it's doing its own thing completely. Yes, it's definitely a departure from the first two films. It's yeah. like
0: I you could you could say that this is the equivalent of. Fast five where it's like, yeah. all right, we're watching a
1: different movie now. Right. This is a different series. I um and I know this is kind of like sacred uh ground to tread. Oh. But I'd say that this is for sort of the spy genre, this is almost along the lines of a dark night. Oh wow. Where it's it it takes the tropes and the silliness of it and there's still some of that in there, but it elevates it in a way. Yeah. I'm not saying that this movie is on the same level as Dark Knight. Yeah. You better fucking not stop yelling at me internet. Yeah. Well, um, but at the same time, I think it it kind of goes along the same lines of what it's trying to do and what it did achieve. Yeah. I I get what you're saying. makes, you know, makes sense. Right. So basically the, the entire crux of the movie is they're trying to get the rabbit's foot in one way or another. Um, so it's just one. It's just this. Uh, uh, it's thing. basically a chase. <laughs> They're all just trying to get the yeah. rabbit's foot.
0: The rabbit's foot is never, never truly explained. It's just one of those. It's just a. It's just a thing that right. that that all of this hinges on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it lazy.
1: No, it's it's intentional. It's right. Completely intentional. That yeah.
0: Because it's just it's like a. You're not supposed
1: to like they they do it on purpose. It it. The point of the movie is that the rabbit's foot doesn't matter. Right it doesn't matter in the end of the day right. at the very end they highlight that by saying so what's the rabbit's foot and they go oh, we're not gonna tell you right right right, 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 right. You yeah know? yeah so, this,
0: that that what we're exploring is bigger than just some terrorist arms dealer thing mm-hmm.
1: like it's it's bigger than that yeah so uh, Owen Davian is played by Philip Seymour Hoffman oh. just destroys just crushing oh it. my god just crushing it Every, I mean, just every scene, absolutely crushing it. Like,
0: honestly, it, it's a it's a big blockbuster action film. But he could got an Oscar nomination yeah, for this.
1: He was great. and fantastic. And again, not to make more allusions to Dark Knight, but I feel like that's like a Joker performance. Yeah, like right. it's, it, he adds so much depth to that character. F- Philip Seymour Hoffman has to be one has to be
0: one of the greatest villain char- villain character actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put him up there with. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, fucking. I. I just. I think he's
1: just incredible. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of menacing he could be. Yeah. Just the delivery of his lines alone was enough to like make you shut up and listen. Like he. He commands every scene. I I always like the. um, I always like guys like that. Just the kind of
0: kind of dark, like the the ugly, and I don't mean ugly in a physical way. Mm -hmm. I mean ugly in like just like this. Ah fuck that guy. Yeah. You know like just just ugly people like him when Paul Giamatti plays villains mm-hmm. he's just this bastard. You know, right. Like, wow, you're, I mean just electrifying. And I always I was always drawn to actors like that. Mm-hmm. If ever I I got a chance to actually act I I wouldn't want to be like a a Tom Cruise, although, you know, we've already fanboyed enough. We, oh. we stand Tom Cruise here on this podcast. That's true. true. Um, true. But if I ever got the chance, I'd rather do shit like that, man. I'd yeah. rather be a, a Just fucking, be a real son of a bitch. A real son of a bitch. Yeah. For real, because, God damn, I love
1: me some Philip Seymour Hoffman. It honestly looks like more fun. <laughs> right? Yeah, just playing the heel. Like the terrible, awful person. That bad guys always have the most fun. That's true. So, yeah, he's he's
0: ripping it up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um we get introduced to a couple new characters. Lawrence Fishburne. Larry. Larry. Doing his thing. Larry I mean Lawrence Fishburne's always crushing it, so that goes without saying. Um Jonathan Rye Davies. Yeah. Right he's yeah he's in it <laughs> <And> <laughs> he does things. Um, he's fine maggie q maggie q yeah. yeah i wanted to say margaret cho <laughs> god stop being racist come on no I, I just get them maggie q margaret cho like
1: those are close not even maggie is short for margaret <laughs> whatever fuck you yeah i can tell you're racist <laughs> how your voice gets high when you say that
0: <laughs> anyway <clears throat> she she you know they're they're kind of like um. Uh,
1: they're kind of just there. They do their part. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's hard not to be eclipsed by performances from Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise does his thing in this. Tom too. Cruise.
0: I mean, you know, he's just a, 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 effortlessly. A, yeah, he's a one man fucking train. Yeah, like he just he plows through everything. I was uh, as I'm watching it, I'm just thinking like he's other than Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's just like. He like the like like, the stars just like shine while he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Like he he just he, he acts circles around everybody. Mm-hmm. You know like he's it's just, just he's watchable. Yeah, he's Incredibly watchable. watchable
1: yeah. Ah oh, man, and, and, that, and, and that's and, and, sort and, and, of an X factor that you don't really realize until you see other actors who don't have that. Right, right. And well,
0: you know, kind of jumping ahead here, but we 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 already got into Ghost Protocol, so right. that's episode four. Surprise. Stay tuned. Yep but i'll just say it here cuz i'm thinking it and i might forget it when we record the <laughs> next episode but like anytime he's on screen with Paula Patton like yeah. he just is eclipsing her
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it, it you know it sucks but it is what it is he's yeah. just it's just like it's not a, it's not fair no. and it's the same thing with when he's on screen with anybody other than Philip Seymour Hoffman i was
1: going to say that's why the scenes with another actor who has that same thing Mm-hmm. Are so magnetic and yeah. so uh, so energized, and yeah. it's like you're you're seeing fireworks. Yeah, when you see those two act against yeah. each other, when they're interacting, it's like, oh, oh boy, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it it's too bad that
0: it took them three films to get, like, a really good villain, mm-hmm. you know? Because in the first one, we don't find out that John Voight's the villain until, like... Yeah, we don't really
1: know the villain. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this, this uh, sort of... Shadow... Of, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And then the second one, it's, you know, I don't even know that actor's name. No offense, but mm-hmm. I don't know that guy's name, so... Yeah. And not to say that he was, like, forgettable. It's just, like, he just didn't really stand Scottish out. Scottish bad guy. Yeah, and they, they, they really should have picked somebody, like... Incredible. If you're gonna go opposite mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, like <clears throat> you gotta, you gotta match, man. You gotta yeah. be up there with him.
1: You know that I feel like part two is much more about the set pieces and less about characters. True. So I think that's what they were going for. True. Like, we're gonna have a motorcycle chase. scene. what more do you want? Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> but this one again was more. Again, I when I was talking about the first one, I, I was struggling to find the right word for. It. I felt like I wanted to say grounded, but mm-hmm. that's not quite right. Because I feel the same way about part three which is that it's less fantastical in a way yeah i don't want to say more realistic because obviously there's all this like you know high-tech gadgetry yeah. and like all this all the tropes that you expect there to be in these types of movies but i think what makes the difference is the characters feel more real yeah and the stakes feel more real
0: yeah it's it's um i'd, I'd say maybe the word you're looking for is more believable like, yeah it, it like yeah the way that they do this film and the first one it's just like all right i buy it mm-hmm. you know i'll suspend my disbelief i i'll buy it i'm i'm in yeah. you have my attention uh, uh, whatever you throw at me I'll, I'll give it to you right in the second one you kind of get torn out of that you're watching it i mean at least for me i'm watching it and going no nah.
1: i mean it's far far less silly than the <clears throat> second one i think yeah. the, the second one definitely dips into silly uh, territory
0: i'd say the second one MI2 is like
1: uh Batman Forever. Yeah. It's just it goes too far. Mm-hmm. Too- I mean uh, but on that same token it's still enjoyable. Batman Forever still That's enjoyable. I'm saying yeah it's it's a watchable movie yeah. but it's just it's not it's not on the same level. No, different different playing fields right. for sure.
0: So um I mean I don't want to run down the the plot. It's just so the one thing i'll say about now now that we, we you know we're past one and two yeah. now we're getting into plot point we're getting into plots that are like they're starting to get a little convoluted mm-hmm. they're starting to get a little like they're they're jamming a lot into yeah. you know what's what what we're doing here mm-hmm. so there's 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 double crosses all over the place you think this character's a bad guy then it's this character and this that and the other thing like mm-hmm. it's it's really kind of all over the place yeah. Not not in a bad way, not in a distracting way. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a lot right, <clears> to kind of parse out <throat> of the
1: plot. And again, I feel like that is a uh, sort of a trope of the genre. Yeah, you know, it's just plots are going to be convoluted. People are going to be double crossing each other. There's, yeah, you know, I mean, it, people always say that these movies are basically just Tom Cruise gets double crossed by IMF, <laughs> oh, shit. and the rest of the movie is him trying to prove that he's not. Uh, you know sleeper cell right basically yeah yeah it's basically Um, what it is yeah
0: this one kind of it reminded me of the first one yeah in a a way there are definitely some similarities where it's like really we're in this same situation again Mm -hmm. where imf doesn't believe him it's Mm -hmm. like how how many times are you gonna think that
1: your own agents are going rogue right and and
0: if and if he is this like terrible rogue agent like why do you keep asking him to come back why do you keep giving (laughs) him missions right like the first time you're like, all right, maybe it wasn't you, but you know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of cause for concern. That's right. strike one. You right. only get another chance. Keep like, our eye on you. And then this, and then after this one, they should have been like, you know what? Thank you for what you've done for the country. <laughs> but this shit has happened too many times. Yeah. We're retiring. Too yeah. many misunderstandings. Yeah. This is not working out. You're done, son. Yeah. You're done. But they, they seem to trust him implicitly until they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Which
1: is I I don't know. I don't know. But well, yeah, I mean they they do another good thing. Obviously, spoiler warning, as we always say here. Um, where there, oh yeah, we're past that. If you think you're, we're not gonna spoil the hell out of these movies. You got another thing coming. You should know better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did like the twist. I did like the kind of double cross in this one that when I had first seen it, didn't see coming. Well, it was like it, it was it was a double double cross. Well, they see Lawrence Fishburne as being the the double crosser initially, but right? Turns out he's not right. It's uh oh, what's the actor's name? That's I was just about to look it up because okay. he he play, he he actually does pretty well. He does, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the actor who played Doctor Manhattan in yes. the Watchmen. Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. That's right. Yes. Uh yeah no he, he does he he he's very very good. He's got he's got a villain face. He does yeah, but he he <clears throat> totally acts as the the good guy in this. Yeah, and he plays that well. I feel is uh, Musgraves was his name. Musgrave. Right? Yes. Yeah
0: um no, he's 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 great he's fantastic he's yeah. he's uh let's see what else is he's he's done some good movies too musgrave musgrave yeah he's 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 fantastic mm-hmm. billy Crudup, up great yeah. actor yeah and and he's he's believable in, in on both sides of the law you know mm-hmm. if, when he's when he's helping ethan and you're like finally he's got like somebody like right. somebody on the inside who trusts him and, and that's good mm-hmm then when we get the double double cross and you're like oh
1: you bastard
0: but it does really i i i'll be honest with you i kind of saw it coming mm-hmm.
1: oh we should we should preface well i guess it's a little late to preface but um say that you actually didn't see this one before right?
0: yeah yeah no i i uh um i was under the assumption that i'd seen all of them yeah and, and i as as i'd say about 30 minutes in <laughs> i'm like
1: when did that happen yeah like none
0: of this (laughs) looks familiar the only thing that looks familiar to me is like scenes of philip seymour hoffman being a bad guy that's it yeah then i realized like no i actually somehow skipped the third one and Mm -hmm. went straight to the uh the fourth one yeah i don't know so yeah all of this i was seeing all of this with pretty much fresh eyes Mm -hmm. so the twists every everything was everything was new to me so it was actually kind of fun to watch it uh and not know what was going to happen and
1: what what was yeah it was like it was it wasn't a re- repeat viewing for me so right.
0: it was it was fun
1: that's good <sighs> all right well since we don't want to go through the entire plot points is there anything that jumps out to you as far as standouts um besides what we've already mentioned well this
0: is the first appearance of Simon Pegg yeah so oh, yeah. we Great definitely have to mention to that yeah he's he plays the uh the wiry fast talking super smart right. uh uh, computer guy, the yeah. techie guy. So, uh, I'd say in this one, it's just fun to see Simon Pegg, but his character doesn't really stand out as much. I mean, he's funny, yeah. Because Simon Pegg's again, he's great. He's awesome. He everything he does, he, even the stuff you, you're like, nah. It's still like, well, Simon Pegg did really well, right? I drink a lot of fucking all these water bottles. <laughs> I gotta get these cups out of the studio. You do. Um, Simon Pegg is great. Uh, the introduction of <clears throat> uh, Michelle Monaghan his right. wife um, Julia just the fact that like we're exploring something like that again I mean this film kind of goes in the same direction as like uh, the first two films like all all three films a subplot is uh, Ethan's in love with somebody and how do all the other characters react to that mm-hmm. thing you know yeah. and you said uh, I don't know if you said it on an episode or if you said it while we were just talking about it but um the third one does really explore um the uh the idea of um like i was saying earlier the superhero thing like if you if he has anyone in his life like how can his enemies take advantage of that Mm -hmm. right the second one it's not i think you did say it and you said it on the 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 episode too Mm -hmm. um Tandy Newton is, you know, she's his love interest and whatnot, but she's, like... She, she's also the bad guy's love interest. She's in it. Right. So, like, you know... She's part of that world. Right. But he's trying to get out of this world, and she gets brought into it, mm-hmm. and it's, like, how can he... How how does he deal with this? Right. You know? So, I'd actually like to see that explored more. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, how does... How, how how can he lead um, a normal life or a dual life? How right. can he do? Because um, at the end of this one, at the at the end of three, they kind of lead you to believe like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna try to balance it. Mm-hmm. He 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 marries her. Um, he brings her into IMF after everything's all said and done, and yep. the good guys win. And Philip Seymour Hoffman gets blasted by a car. <laughs> what a crazy way to go! Yep, hit in the face by a truck in China. <laughs> um. The cre- you know bef- the credits roll with him walking away, fucking ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy, clapping. It's it's fade out. It's yeah, super happy ending. So okay, that looks like what we're gonna, how we're gonna, if there's another film because you know uh, Ghost Protocol doesn't come out for another six years. Or yeah. no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ghost Protocol. Oh, I'm sorry, Mission Impossible three, six years after the second one. Right. And then Ghost Protocol was,
1: I think it was like 2011.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it was like five or six years after that one. So, I don't know. Let's look it up real quick. Yeah, Ghost Protocol came out in 2011, mm-hmm. and this movie came out in 2006. So, yeah, it's about five years after. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it looks like what we're gonna what we're gonna
1: explore is that duality, right? I mean, honestly, uh, when I first saw um, Mission Impossible Three, I at the end of it thought this could be the end. Mm-hmm. Because th- that could lead you to believe that he's out of the game and he's just fine and happy ending and that's yeah it. yeah the end true you know
0: true it could it could definitely could have been a uh, and maybe that's how they looked at it too yeah because it is it is um, <clears throat> when they bring the series back now they're you're, they're they don't do the numerals anymore right right. So you could look at it as like that's the end of that first chapter mm-hmm. and now this is a different this is a different story altogether. Now right, we yeah. have <coughs> excuse me, the names and the titles and whatnot's mm-hmm. different
1: different thing altogether. Yeah. So but I'd say from three on, it, it is its own cohesive franchise at that point. Yeah. Like one and two feel like kind of offshoots almost in a weird way now. Yeah. Like they're kind of exploring these different types of even types of movies I'd say they're very drastically yeah. different than what we're in right now in yeah. This sort of J.J. Abrams universe yeah they all have that same feel to them after right he,
0: he they they create a world now right. that we're living in versus like the first two are it's almost like an anthology series where yeah. the first one is this story mm-hmm. then the second one we drop back in it's like hey how's how's this character doing let's mm-hmm. uh let's explore another story right as opposed to like a linear tale mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it's incredible. It is. It's like a, it's a high watermark for the series so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say graphically, like uh, the the first one starts off pretty high mm-hmm. and then we dip yep. for the second one. Not to the bowels of bad movie. I mean, it's still right. a decent film. It was yeah. fun to watch. Right. It's a, It's a fun watch. Big, dumb, silly movie. Yep. But then. This one, through the roof. Yep. Mission Impossible 3 is incredible. It's a fantastic film. And uh, I'm glad I got to watch it for the first time. <laughs> Back for the first time.
1: I'm glad you did too. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. One one more shout out I have to give to the movie as far as standout scenes is the fact that they keep showing Lindsay's dead face (laughs)
0: oh
1: Oh, my god that's right so her derpy dead face after a bomb explodes in her head in
0: her head her eyes and oh man if just if you haven't seen this one google that (laughs) just
1: google (laughs) Lindsay's derpy dead face
0: (laughs) and then just stare at it for like half an hour that's how often it seems like they show her face yeah yeah it's as if the uh the um the makeup guys were like, look man, we did really well on that. We're gonna. I want to see it. She wants- looks really dead. Look at it. <laughs> look at that. We fucked her shit up. Uh-huh. Okay, you need to see this.
1: Yeah, you need to see this. Right. I I mean that's what this movie's good at is like, kind of showing you the puppy and then punching it. You know, <laughs> right. like it does that over and over again. Yes. Yes, for sure. It's very emotionally manipulative. Like yeah. That, and
0: but. and you know the like that's unintentionally funny but uh the parts where like the it's supposed to be funny it's it's actually legitimately humorous like yeah, yeah. they ving rames is great in it he's always great yeah uh like it's
1: just it's this one is so well written mm-hmm. yeah that was that was a major difference from part two, moving on to part three, is right. the level of writing—it's—it's it's smart, it's—it's it's witty, it's fast, it's, yeah. it's exciting. Like the dialogue alone, you don't need the guns anymore. It's no. like just the dialogue alone is enough to keep you enthralled. Right. Then you get a couple action set pieces and
0: bing, bang, boom. There you go. Um, let's see. Alex Kurtzman, Robert Orchie, and
1: J.J. Abrams wrote the film. Yeah, and that's been, if I'm not mistaken, his writing team for a long time. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think they worked on uh, Lost a bit as well. Let's see.
0: Alex Kurtman, he co-wrote Star Trek, the 2 Star Trek movies, uh-huh. The Amazing Spider-Man. Any wait, The New Mummy? Oh god, <laughs> sorry. He he directed and co-wrote The New Mummy, so. Listen, you got to you got to swing for the fences sometimes. Yeah, you do. You do. And Robert Orci, he's from Mexico City. He did <laughs> he he worked on um The Hercules TV show and Xena Warrior Princess. I see uh let's see that he he created the sleepy hollow tv show hmm. that's pretty cool because people seem to like that show oh, yeah. i've never watched it but i heard it's pretty good uh and he did the proposal oh. the proposal's not a bad romantic <laughs> comedy it's it's not it's it's decent uh-huh i don't know why i ended up watching it <laughs> but it's not bad. Holy shit. It made $317 million. Holy crap. So many people went to see the proposal. Anyway, Mission uh-huh. Impossible 3. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Fantastic film. Fantastic movie. If you had to rate it out of six bottle caps, what would it be? I mean, I think it's I think it's
0: just It's one of the best action movies I've ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying to think what I didn't like about it. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> I'll say this. I don't know if this this doesn't I guess this doesn't really take away from the film itself, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't like the fact that um uh, Hoffman's character it does this thing that like I really hated about The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. in which you've got this great villain, this fantastic just world eater yeah. of a of a villain. And then at the very end you find out like Eh, he's more of just like a lackey, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of undercut him. Yeah, because he a he
0: just becomes like he's just an arms dealer to uh, uh, Billy Crudup's um, m- m- master of puppets right. type character in yeah, the yeah. shadows, manipulating things. Mm-hmm. Same thing in The Dark Knight Rises, where we find out like Bane is literally just the the muscle to right, uh, right, right. Uh, um, what's her name? Doesn't matter. You guys Talia. know what I'm talking about. Talia Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I don't like that. I don't like when they when they undercut like you, you we, we spend two hours with this mm-hmm. guy being enthralled. Right. <clears throat> and then and then you want to turn around and go, Yeah, but he's not the real villain. It's like I don't give a fuck about <laughs> that. I want I want him to be the right. real villain. That's right. another reason probably why <clears throat> the Dark Knight works so well is like he is the guy. Right. There right. is no shadowy figure pulling the strings. There's no strings to be pulled. It's right. all chaos. Mm-hmm. Or is it? That's yeah. why that's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. So I just, I don't like that they did that. I don't like when they undercut villains. I like mean, that's that.
1: the entire thing about the rabbit's foot too. It's like, this could be a world ending device. We don't know. Right. It it, it doesn't matter. It, right. it could, it could be, you know, I don't know. It could, it could be a, just a, a small bomb yeah. for all we know you know if, but for some reason like Simon Pegg's character says if somebody ever wants something that much you just have to assume it's this you know apocalyptic yeah device they are gonna pay almost a billion dollars for it right so <clears throat> I, I don't know I mean I, I understand what you're saying but at the same time I think that also lends it to be like well if he's just one of many what else is out there yeah you know it kind of leaves you with that yeah I understand why it's kind of disappointing but I don't think it takes away from his character and his performance. No, it, no, know. it doesn't. It doesn't.
0: It just, it makes them feel uh, smaller.
1: Yeah. It's almost a little disappointing. <clears throat> yeah. Not like Iron Man 3 disappointing, but. No, nothing will ever be that
0: disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my child not making a sports team or whatever. Mm-hmm. That won't be.
1: As disappointing. As that ending. Okay. Well, anyway,
0: (laughs) I, I, I am less disappointing to my parents than that film was disappointing. Are you sure? No. How many bottle caps? I'd go five and a half. Okay. Just because I feel like if I give it six out of six, I'll be saying that it's as good as The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's as good as The Dark Knight. Yeah. That's my, that's my, um my criteria for mm-hmm. a perfect action film. Yeah. The high water mark. So five out of five, I mean, 5.5 5.
1: Out, 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 out of six, out of six, 5.5 out of five. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. That's exactly the thought I had was like, it's one of the finest action movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I, I love it. It, I, I told you before, spoiler alert, I may change my opinion, but as we stand here today, it's probably my favorite of the series going into this, um, but it's not as good as The Dark Knight, right. so therefore, 5.5. 5. Amazing film, mm-hmm. Like if you have not seen it. I'd say even if... I, I don't want you to skip part one and two, but if you have to, start at three. Right. If you can't, if,
0: if if you just so happen to have part three in your DVD collection, you're like, oh, well, I have to see the first.
1: No, you don't. No, you don't. No, not really. You don't. Just understand, you know, generally what Ethan is doing. Yeah. Who he is. Yeah. Which is a secret agent. That's yep. basically it. That's, That's, all, it. You That's know. all you
0: need to know. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this has been episode three of Mission Impossible. Mm hmm. Uh, series in which we review every single one of the Mission Impossible movies. Leading up to Mission Impossible 6, Fallout. Fallout. I think we harmonized there. That was good. Uh, as always, you can catch us at One Beer Inn Everywhere. Uh, we'll be back to our regular shows pretty soon uh-huh. as Fallout is currently out. So we're going to get to that. So keep it locked to IGN. <laughs> uh, just, just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, we love you. and uh, Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you soon. Next episode. Self-destruct in three, two, one.